Hello, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining with us for this week's podcast. And this week, Sam is preaching our Christmas Eve homily from our live services on December 24th. And you can always check out that service on our website uh, at the Media Center. Just a reminder, we do have our December Giving Challenge happening this month and each week. Over 3,500 people come through this building, and last year we received over $550,000 towards ministry here at Southview, and so we would ask that you prayerfully consider giving this month. And the best way to know what's going on at Southview is by checking out our weekly viewpoint, and you can find a link to our viewpoint in the episode description of this podcast, or you can go on Realm and join the group Southview Family Updates, and that will make sure you're always getting the weekly viewpoint in your inbox. And if you're new with us here in this digital space, we would love to hear from you. You can find an online connection card at the bottom of that viewpoint, along with a prayer request form so that we can support and join you in prayer. And additionally, you can always find us on Instagram and Facebook. But now today, no matter how you're joining with us, may each of our hearts be open and expectant. Because God is here, and Jesus invites us to bring all that we are and all that we're currently carrying to him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's seek the face of God together. So what's your name? Henry. Henry. Crushing it. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to say that, 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 and then wait. And then that, and then read that. Gospel. Yeah. So this is the gospel reading, and it's going to be from? 2, 1, 7, news. Yeah, so it's Luke 2, 1 to 7 from the NIV, and then say that. This is word of God. Thanks be to God. And then the gospel according to Luke. The gospel according to Luke. All right, here you go. To in those day... Caesar Augustus yeah. sued a decree. decree that a gen- census. census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Corinius was governor uh-huh. of Syria, yeah. and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth yep. in glory to Judea, Judea. Judea, to Bethlehem, town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went to there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. Well, there were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manager because there was no guest room available, available for them. Nice job, buddy. Okay. Nice job. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. 
and welcome. So glad that you can be here. My name is Sam. I'm one of the pastors on staff here, and a special welcome to all those gathered online uh, today as well. Glad we can be gathered here together, and it's great having uh, families and friends here. Lots of kids in our service. Great reading. That was awesome, our reading. And uh, I have a question for our kids uh, in the congregation today. Uh, Raise your hand if you have a Christmas tree in your house. Wow, look at that. Almost everyone. A couple of people are missing a tree. That's whatever. I mean, I grew, I grew up uh, going to get a Christmas tree. Uh, it was our, what our family did, a tradition. I cut, uh, got a cut tree, a real tree. Loved the smell of a real tree in our house. And, uh, and it's a tradition that's carried on. So even with our kids, we uh, continue to go and get a real uh, Christmas tree. So when you go to a tree lot, uh, you've probably seen these tree lots. You go to them. Ikea used to do this back in the day as well. I don't know why they stopped. It was great. But you go to the tree lot and you play, pay a flat fee and you go in and you can pick out any tree. Now, in my mind, you go in and you're going to get the biggest tree because you paid the same amount for other, every tree. Why would you get the small tree when you can get a large tree for the same price? Now, the problem is when you're in the tree lot, um, there's nothing can, to compare it to except other trees. And the assumption is that all of these trees that they've cut will fit in your house. That's the assumption. But then you get home and you realize how your assumption has ruined the next four hours of your life as you're cutting and trimming and trying to get this thing to fit in your living room. Well, a few years ago, uh, we, bought, we went down to a tree lot and we were walking around trying to find the perfect tree. I came around the corner and it was like a light from heaven was shining onto this tree and it was massive. But you're comparing it to all the other trees, so you're like, whatever. So I'm going to get it. So I should have realized when it took all four of us to carry it out of the tree lot that it was probably going to be too big. So we get home, and I quickly realized, like, we can hardly get this in our house. So I'm cutting the trunk and tree branches and every sort of thing. The trunk was so wide, it hardly fit in our tree stand. I didn't even think of that when we grabbed it. It was so big that this Christmas tree, over the month of December, it fell over twice in our living room. Do you know how hard it is to clean up broken glass bulbs with water sprayed everywhere? One of them, it fell over at two o'clock in the morning. It sounded like somebody was breaking into our house, but it was just the tree that was falling over. So by Christmas, our Christmas tree started to look like it had gone through a meat grinder, and it didn't really look very Christmassy anymore. And uh, this was what it was. So I had to put weights, I had to put dumbbells down on the tree to keep it from still falling over. I had assumed it would fit and it would be perfect. We all know the saying, right? When you assume something. <laughs> we assume a lot of things about Christmas as well, don't we? We assume that God will reveal himself to us in ways that we've come to expect. But the reality is, God will often reveal himself to ways that is unexpected. For instance, we may have some assumptions about the shepherds of these uh, shepherds that Luke speaks of that we heard earlier from Luke chapter 2, and I'm just going to read those verses again. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So back in the day, shepherds were kind of like heroes, like they were, 
They worked very hard. They were isolated uh, from uh, their, their, their people. They were out taking care of the sheep. They were protecting the sheep from predators. They were trying to move them to find a grazing. But in ancient Israel, these guys had a rough time because they had some strict rules that were put on them. They were called Levitical laws. So if they touched dead animals or if they touched any of the birthing stuff from these sheep, they were considered to be ritually impure. And so because of these rules, people started to think shepherds were unclean and they weren't considered to be a part of the regular society. They were kind of moved out to the margins. You know how some jobs get even misunderstood in our day today. Well, shepherds had their fair share of myths and misconceptions that was coming their way. But what do we see? We come to the biblical stories, like the one even about Jesus being born, and shepherds become the unexpected heroes. Instead of big shots like kings and the religious elite, it was the humble shepherds who got the front row seat to the news of the Messiah's birth. Now, this was a big deal because this kind of flipped the script on the idea that only important people get the good news. See, God loves using the people society tends to ignore to show us how awesome he is. It was all very unexpected. So Christmas does come with a lot of assumptions, some helpful, some not so much. But spirituality also comes with a lot of assumptions. And the ones that fail us are the ones we make about what it's supposed to look like, who is worthy for it to happen to, and what kind of outcome it's supposed to, to have for us. Assumptions like, you should be more than you are now to please God. Your weaknesses are getting in the way of God's work in your life. Your lack of religious excitement, it actually is disqualifying you from God's divine plan in this world. Other spiritual people have something you don't. Our assumptions hinder our own spiritual journey in all kinds of ways. And the antidote to assumption, it is surprise. The surprise of Christ's incarnation, that's a big word that means God coming to be with us in flesh. And that incarnation, it happened in Mary's day as it is happening in our day today, in our own lack of resources, our overcrowded lodging, our unlit night sky, and our humble surroundings. It's a surprise that life can come into the barren spaces of our lives. It's a surprise that meek nobodies partake in divine plans. It's a surprise that the messengers are sent all along the hidden, hidden journey of life to let you know that you are not alone. It is a surprise that nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Your assumptions believe that there must be something that can. But surprise, nothing can. This is why today the church tells the Christmas story. There is something within us that wants to hear this story again and again. And it's not that we think that the story has changed or the, the ending is different. It's that our story has changed. And we don't know the end of our own story. And so sometimes our changing story is one of joy and celebration, future opportunities, uh, marriage and figuring out how to love a spouse, a newborn baby and parenthood, a new job or an opportunity. 
Other times our story is one of failure, of loss, of sorrow, a diagnosis, or a betrayal, or the death of a loved one. Those and a thousand other stories we bring with us today. Every one of us has shown up today with a particular story, and it is a story of change, whether it's welcome or unwelcome. And that change leaves us feeling vulnerable, uncertain, and it presents new challenges and difficulties in any season. But that's what's brought us to this Christmas Eve. We've come to hear the same old story again. We've come to be told, to be reminded, and to hear, and to know that God is with us. So let me be clear. God was born this night in humanity as a human baby through a human mother. God is nowhere else but with us. God is not up there someplace. He's not out there someplace. He's right here with us, with humanity. He's with us in all our vulnerabilities, all our uncertainties about life. And God with us is the fundamental truth of the Christmas story. So regardless of who you are, And what story you came here today with, God is with you. As with the shepherds, so with today, divine proclamation will come through very unexpected ways. And the promise of Christmas is that we will not leave here unchanged. It might take us a while to recognize and live into that change, but the promise is trustworthy and true. Today, In the town of David, a Savior has been born to us. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And that, says the angel, is the good news of great joy for every person, in every time, in every place, and in every life. So may you, this Christmas, be given the eyes to see all the unexpected messengers who are carrying God's love being born into your life. And may you thank God with joyful surprise at how much you have assumed incorrectly this Christmas. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. So we come today to hear the church tell the Christmas story. So I close with this story by Kirk Jones. It's called The First Christmas Eve. So here's a little story time for our families. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and throughout Bethlehem, not a creature was stirring, not even a lamb. Joseph and Mary had traveled all day. As night fell, they looked for a place they could stay. In search of an inn, Joseph looked high and low, but not one had a room. There was no place to go. Now Mary, with child and feeling unable, would labor away in a cold, lonely stable." Alone and afraid, they soon filled with joy, as Mary, expecting, gave birth to a boy. She looked to the sky, the stars shining bright, then gazed at sweet Jesus and swaddled him tight. With the greatest of care so as not to endanger, she laid baby Jesus down in a manger. And the heavenly host looked down where he lay as Jesus the Lord fell asleep on the hay. "'Twas the night before Christmas on the outskirts of town "'as the shepherds and sheep were settling down. 
Then an angel appeared with a flash of great light, stunning the flocks and causing great fright. Don't be afraid, said the angel above, for the news that I bring is a message of love. Glory to God from the east to the west on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Twas the night before Christmas in far eastern lands began a journey of kings across distant sands. A sign in the stars guided their trail, carrying gifts from the lands that they hail. Not even King Herod could their journey deter to offer their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The praise that they carry and the gifts that they bring are a sign these wise men know Jesus is king. The night before Christmas, a story for all. From shepherds to kings, God saw fit to call. And he gave them his son as a gift of salvation to every tongue, every tribe, every nation. So when you think of Christmas, the greatest of gifts is the blood that was shed and the weight that it lifts. God is the giver. He washes us white. So Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of coming to celebrate Jesus with us. And so we pray even this Christmas Eve, come to us, Lord Jesus. Be born in us this night, in our hearts, in our minds, in our very lives. And may the light of your life be kindled in us and lead us to that shining truth that we talked about, that you are with us, you are for us, and you've come to be in us. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you for being here and celebrating with us this Christmas Eve. Uh, we are starting a new teaching series this next week. If, you want, if you're looking for a place to connect here at Southview, uh, we're uh, be beginning this new series called Rooted. And sometimes we go through life and we can kind of get stuck and it's like, how do we change? How do we grow? And so we're going to be kind of walking through that as we figure out how do we follow Jesus together as a community. But if you have questions about spirituality or faith or God or Jesus, we have a, a program starting up in February called Alpha. And it's just a place where you can come and have a meal and have spiritual conversations and ask any question that you want as you're journeying through trying to figure out what life looks like. But whatever way you go, we'd love for you to join with us this coming new year as we learn to follow Jesus together here in our community. And so we do hope you can join us. But I invite you to stand now as we uh, uh, close our service off. Our service isn't over. There's an opportunity to go out after our service to connect with one another. Uh, we have some treats. Huh? Well, the kid, we got the kids' attention. We got some treats out there in the car. You can go help yourself after our service. Uh, but hopefully you can stay and uh, I grab that. And, and as we've been walking through our Advent season, as you go into this season of Christmas, we've journeyed through the, the candle of hope and peace and joy and love. And tonight we lit the Christ candle, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. So as you go into this Christmas, know that God is with you and will care for you. So on behalf of Southview Church, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. So turn to one another and wish somebody a Merry Christmas and have a wonderful Christmas season. <laughs> <laughs>